Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. It's summer break over at the LPN studios and all of our employees are out catching waves on one big surfboard together. So instead of having an episode, we're going to present a delicious little treat of every dude's grappling with erotica so far, featuring Holden McNeely, Henry Zabrowski, Ed Larson, MJ Neffel, Marcus Park, Sina Gosnavi, Ben Kissel, Reed Failer, Andrew Short, Danny Tamborelli, Jeremy Ballon, Amber Nelson, Emily Fleming, Brooks Whelan, Nick Turner, Dave Willis, Dana Snyder, Fernanda Perez-Leon, Kara Clank, Jeff Adams, Adam Newman, and Jason Sines. Hold on to your loins. Featuring Holden McNeely. No, I wouldn't let him have the satisfaction of embarrassing me. I'd had enough of that lately, enough of, of that girl encased in ice and bitterness. So, I gave him a sweet smile, doing my best to pretend that my stomach wasn't flipping over itself. A swim sounds delightful. I didn't allow myself room for second guessing, and I took no small amount of pride in the fact that my fingers didn't tremble once as I removed my boots. They didn't tremble as one moment. Then I unbuttoned my tunic and pants and shucked them into the grass like so much corn. My undergarments were modest enough that I wasn't showing much, but I still looked straight at him as I stood on the grassy bank. The air was warm and mild, and a soft breeze kissed its way across my bare stomach. Side note, the so much corn bit was added by me. Slowly, so slowly, his eyes roved down, then up. Come on over, Red Rover. That was also added by me. As if he were studying every inch, every curve of me. And even though I wore my ivory under things, that gaze alone stripped me bare. His eyes met mine and he gave me a lazy smile before removing his clothes button by button. I could have sworn the gleam in his eyes turned hungry and feral. 
Oh, yeah, you dirty dog. Dirty dog is added by me. Enough so that I had to look anywhere but at his face. I let myself indulge in the glimpse of a broad chest, arms corded with muscle and long, strong legs before I walked right into that pool. He wasn't built like Isaac, whose body had very much still been in that ugh, gangly place between boy and man. No, (laughs) Tam... Tamlin's glorious body was held by centuries of fighting and brutality. Ooh. So yeah, Lexi keeps trying to make get me to read these books, but bro, I don't think I can read a book with a character's names like Tamlin and shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, celebrity influencer holding out. Booyah! Featuring Henry Zabrowski and Ed Larson. Let go, I said, as evenly as I could, but his claws punched out, embedding the wood above my hands. Still riding the magic, he was half-wild. You drove me mad, he growled, and the sound trembled down my neck along my breast until they ached. I searched for you, and you weren't there. When I didn't find you, he said, bringing his face closer to mine until we shared breath. It made me pick another. I couldn't escape. I wasn't entirely sure that I wanted to. She asked me not to be gentle with her either. He snarled, his teeth bright in the moonlight. He brought his lips to my ear. I would have been gentle with you, though. I shuddered as I closed my eyes. Every inch of my body went taut as his words echoed through me. I would have had you moaning my name throughout it all, and I would have taken very... Very long time, Pierre. He said my name like a caress. In his hot breath, it tickled my ear. My back (sighs) arched slightly. He ripped his claws free from the wall and my knees buckled as he let go. I grasped the wall to keep from sinking to the floor, to keep from grabbing him, to strike or caress. I didn't know. I opened my eyes. He still smiled, smiled like an animal. Why would I want someone's leftovers, I said, making to push him away. He grabbed my hands again and bit my neck. (laughs) I cried out as his teeth clamped onto the tender spot where my neck met my shoulder. Hey! Ow, hey! I couldn't move. I couldn't think. And my world narrowed to the feeling of his lips and teeth against my skin. He didn't pierce my flesh, but rather he bit to keep me pinned. The push of his body against mine. The hard and the soft. It made me see red. See lightning. Made me grind my hips against his. I should hate him. Hate him for this stupid ritual. For the female he'd been with tonight. How dare you? Fucking around. What am I? What monster am I? I think you are just a woman. Excellent. Featuring M.J. Neffel. Though the horror of Ryzen's magic still tore at me, I pushed Tamlin onto the bed, straddling him, pinning him as if it would somehow keep me from leaving, as if it would make time stop entirely. My nightgown had become hitched around my waist, but I didn't care. I hooked my bare legs around his, running my feet down the hard muscles of his calves. With one long claw, he shredded through silk and lace and my undergarment fell away in pieces. 
The claw retracted and his kiss deepened as his fingers slid between my legs, coaxing and teasing. I ground against his hand, yielding completely to the writhing wildness that had roared alive inside me and breathed his name onto his skin. He paused again, his fingers retracting, but I grabbed him, pulling him farther on top of me. I wanted him now. I wanted the barriers of our clothing to vanish. I wanted to taste his sweet sweat. I wanted to become full of him. Don't stop, I gasped out. The full force of that wild, unrelenting High Lord's power focused solely on me, and I felt the storm contained beneath his skin, so capable of sweeping away everything I was, even in its lessened state. But I could trust him, trust myself, to weather that mighty power. I could throw all that I was at him, and he wouldn't balk. Give me everything, I breathed. He lunged, a beast freed of its tether. We were a tangle of limbs and teeth, and I tore at his clothes until they were on the floor, then tore at his skin until I marked him down his back, his arms. His claws were out, but devastatingly gentle on my hips as he slid down between my thighs and feasted on me, only stopping after I shuddered and fractured. I was moaning his name when he sheathed himself inside me with a powerful slow thrust that had me splintering around him. We moved together, unending and wild and burning. And when I went over the edge the next time, he roared and went with me. Jesus Christ. Featuring Marcus Parks and Sina Gosnavi. Darkness encompassed me. I saw only a flash of green and gold before the warmth of Tamlin's body slammed into me and our lips met. I couldn't kiss him deeply enough, couldn't hold him tightly enough, couldn't touch enough of him. Words weren't necessary. I tore at his shirt, needing to feel the skin beneath one last time, and I had to stifle the moan that rose up in me as he grasped my breast. I didn't want him to be gentle, because what I felt for him wasn't at all like that. What I felt was wild and hard and burning, and so he was with me. He tore his lips from mine and bit my neck, bit it as he had on fire night. I had to grind my teeth to keep myself from moaning and giving us away. This might be the last time I touched him, the last time we would be together. I wouldn't waste it. My fingers grappled with his belt buckle, and his mouth found mine again. Our tongues danced not a waltz or a minuet, but a war dance, a death dance of bone drums and screaming fiddles. I tossed away his belt and started fumbling for his pants. Someone coughed. <coughs> Shameful. Ryzen purred. And we whirled to find him faintly illuminated by the light that broke in through the doorway. He stalked towards us. Tamlin remained holding me. Look at what you've done to my pet. Panting, neither of us said anything, but the air became a cold kiss upon my skin, upon my exposed breasts. Amarantha would be greatly aggrieved if she knew her little warrior was dallying with the human help. Rizand went on, crossing his arms. I wonder how she'd punish you. Rizand chuckled. If you're that desperate for release, you should have asked me. Pig, I snapped, covering my breasts with the folds of my gown. With a few easy steps, he crossed the distance between us and pinned my arms to the wall. 
My bones groaned. I could have sworn shadow talons dug into the stones beside my head. Do you actually intend to put yourself at my mercy? Or are you truly that stupid? What do you care? I barked, and his grip tightened enough on my wrist that I knew my bones would snap with a little more pressure. What do I care? He breathed, wrath-twisting his features. Wings, those membranous, glorious wings, flared from his back, crafted from the shadows behind him. What do I care? But before he could go on, his head snapped to the door, then back to my face. The wings vanished as quickly as they had appeared, and then his lips were crushing into mine. His tongue pried my mouth open, forcing himself into me, into the space where I could still taste Tamlin. I pushed and thrashed, but he held firm, his tongue sweeping over the roof of my mouth against my teeth, claiming my mouth, claiming me. So what happened to the other guy? I don't know. <laughs> the other guy, is he now, he got cucked, it seems like. It seems like, but there was no, it, it didn't, I, she covered her breast with the folds of her gown. He crossed the distance between and us, yeah. the arms to the wall. It's like, whoa, whoa, buddy. Yeah. How about a little, you know, consent is sexy kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe yeah. that's the thing it's, about it, but still, the other guy. What's going I don't on understand. with Tamlin? This not like any threesome I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Ben Kissel. It was soft, tentative, nothing like the wild, hard kisses we'd shared in the hall of the throne room. He brushed his lips against mine again. I didn't want apologies, didn't want sympathy or coddling. I gripped the front of his tunic, tugging him closer as I opened my mouth to him. He, he let out a low growl, and the sound of it sent a wildfire blazing through me, pooling and burning in my core. I let it burn through that hole in my chest, my soul. Let it raise through the wave of black that was starting to press around me. Let it consume the phantom blood I could still feel on my hands. I gave myself to that fire, to him, as his hands roved across me, unbuttoning as he went. I pulled back, breaking the kiss to look into his face. His eyes were bright, hungry, but his hands had stopped there exploring and rested firmly on my hips. With a predator stillness, he waited and watched as I traced the contours of his face as I kissed every place I touched. His ragged breathing was the only sound, and his hands soon began roaming across my back and sides, caressing and teasing and bearing me to him. When my traveling fingers reached his mouth, he bit down on one, sucking it into his mouth. It didn't hurt, but the bite was hard enough for me to meet his eyes again, to realize that he was done waiting, and so was I. He eased me onto my bed, murmuring my name against my neck, the shell of my ear, the tips of my finger. I urged him faster, harder. His mouth explored the curve of my breast, the inside of my thigh. A kiss for each day we'd spent apart. A kiss for every wound and terror. A kiss for the ink etched into my flesh and for all the days we would be together after this. Days, perhaps, that I no longer deserved, but I gave myself again to that fire, threw myself into it, threw myself into to him, and I let myself burn. Featuring Reed Failer and Andrew Short. Come here, 
he growled, so roughly the words were barely discernible. I pushed back the blankets, revealing my already naked body, and he hissed. Hiss! His features turned ravenous while I crawled across the bed and rose up on my knees. I took his face in my hands, the golden skin framed on either side by fingers of ivory and swirling black, and kissed him. This, this moment, when it was him and me and nothing between our bodies... His tongue scraped the roof of my mouth as he dragged a finger down the center of me, <laughs> and I gasped, my back arching. Fire. Fairy? Fire? That's a dumb way to spell it. <laughs> he said against my lips, my name like a prayer more devout than any yanth had offered up at the cauldron <laughs> on that dark solstice morning. <laughs> of course. Tamlin, I begged. He palmed my breast, his thumb flicking over my nipple. I cried out, and he buried himself in me with a mighty stroke. <laughs> For a moment, I was nothing, no one. Ooh. Then we were fused, two hearts beating as one, and I promised myself it always would be that way as he <laughs> pulled out a few inches, the muscles of his back flexing beneath my hands, and then <laughs> slammed back into me. Again and again. <laughs> what? So I promised myself it would always be this way. It will always be like getting fucked. Anyway. I, I arched my back, urging his hand lower, and he chuckled roughly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite hear myself speak as I focused on the fingers that obeyed my silent command. What will everyone call me then? He grazed my belly button as he leaned down, sucking the tip of my breast into his mouth. Hmm? He said, and the rumble against my nipple made me writhe. Is everyone just going to call me Tamlin's wife? Do I get a title? He lifted his head long enough to look at me. Do you want a title? Before I could answer, he nipped at my breast, then licked over the small hurt, licked as his fingers at last dipped between my legs. He stroked lazy, taunting circles. No! I gasped out. But I don't want people! Cauldron boil me his damned fingers. I don't know if I can handle them calling me, high lady. His fingers slid into me again, and he growled in approval. I approve. <laughs> I approve of this. <laughs> and the wetness between my thighs, both from me and him. They won't. He said against my skin, positioning himself over me again and sliding down my body, trailing kisses as he went. There is no such thing as a high lady. 
He gripped my thighs to spread my legs wide, lowering his mouth and... What do you mean there's no such thing as a high lady? Have they met Jackie? <laughs> right. I've been Okay, a little bit of a weed joke. Some Come on, people smoke back. a hookah. <laughs> uh, we have fun. The heat, his touch, all of it stopped. He looked up from between my legs and I Again. almost climaxed at the sight of it. But what he said, what he'd implied, <laughs> he kissed the inside of my thigh. High lords only take wives, consorts. There has never been a high lady. But Lucian's mother... She's lady of the autumn court, not a high lady. Just as you will be lady of the spring court... They will address you as they address her. They will respect you as they respect her. Like Harvey Firestein is just <laughs> eating pussy in the scene. <laughs> he lowered his gaze back to what was inches away from his mouth. So, Lucian's... I don't want to hear another male's name on your lips right now. He growled and lowered his mouth to me. At the first stroke of his tongue, I stopped arguing. <laughs> well, we have run out of romance scenes up to this point in the books, and so instead I had AI write us a little erotica, presented by Holden McNeely. Feyre, a female fairy, has sex with a male human named Kressel. She regrets her decision to sleep with him afterward and asks Lucian, a male fairy, for advice, but he says nothing. I fucked up, Feyre confessed. I'm not gonna lie, I regretted it after. The morning after I slept with Kressel, I woke up feeling sick to my stomach. I told myself that it was because I was with someone so old and powerful that I couldn't handle it, but I knew it wasn't. Of course you did, Lucian scoffed. You're a grown woman, Feyre. You don't need protection from my kind. Yet Feyre feels guilty about betraying Tamlin. You sound like you're judging me or whatever, she said. Lucian shrugged. Maybe I am. She looked at Lucian sharply. Is that what you're worried about? He stared back at her unblinking. Something like that, he finally answered. I'm not ashamed of sleeping with a human, Pharaoh said, but I regret it. I feel dirty for wanting him so badly, even though I know I can't help it. Lucian assured her, There's no shame in having desires that you can't control, even if you're a queen among fairies. I'm not a quen, Pharaoh said stubbornly, not anymore. Lucian decides to seduce Tamlin to get back at Feyre for her betrayal. It started out innocently, a few kisses here, a caress there, but soon Lucian found himself drawn into the house, lured by the heat and light, the laughter and the scent of Tamlin's skin. He followed the scent of warm cinnamon cake to one of the small rooms off the kitchen where Tamlin stood behind a counter, leaning over to place a piece of cake on a plate. When he turned around, Lucian smirked. You look hungry. Whoa. 
Tamlin's eyes widened, but Lucian ignored him. Instead, he walked up behind Tamlin, pressed his body against the older man's. How long has it been since you've had a visitor? Tamlin inhaled sharply, but he didn't move away. Lucian brushed a hand down Tamlin's chest, feeling the other man's muscles tense under his palm. I don't know, he murmured. A year or two, maybe? Tamlin, Lucian began. I... Lucian, Tamlin said quickly. Please. All right. Lucian breathed, pressing his lips to Tamlin's neck as he cupped Tamlin's cock through his trousers. Tamlin moaned, sliding his hands up Lucian's arms, curling them around his neck. Lucian pulled back, kissing Tamlin softly. Why don't we go upstairs? Tamlin asks. But what about Thera? What about Thera? Lucian asked, amused. He hadn't meant to make Tamlin feel bad about Feyre, but he could see the worry in the man's eyes. She won't mind. She might. Feyre slept with Cressel, Tamlin, Lucian exclaimed, and you haven't said anything to her. No, Tamlin said, because I don't think I should. Well, if you're planning to continue sleeping together, well, then you damn well better tell her, Lucian growled, because you'll never convince me otherwise. Lucian. Take off your clothes, Lucian ordered. Tamlin hesitated, but Lucian kissed him again and slowly unbuckled his belt. When Tamlin stood before him completely naked, Lucian smiled, running his fingers along Tamlin's hard, muscled torso. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a real man inside you? No, Tamlin answered. But now I know how good it can feel, so yes, I'd like to find out. You... You're beautiful. You're so beautiful, Tamlin whispered, stroking Lucian's dick. So strong and sexy and perfect. So fucking hot. I love how thick you are. And you're so smooth, Lucian rasped, lifting Tamlin's hand off his cock and bringing it to his face. Smooth and soft and sweet and amazing. Me hands are rough from working outside all day, Tamlin protested, reaching for Lucian again. You're still so wet, Lucian pointed out. Your skin is always so shiny. It drives me crazy. Yeah? Tamlin pressed closer, kissing Lucian's jaw. Well, guess what? Mon does too. Love the way your skin feels against mine. Lucian sighed, pulling Tamlin's hand off his penis. He kissed the palm and then slid his tongue along the inside of Tamlin's wrist, moaning softly. If you keep doing that, he warned, we won't get anywhere tonight. I don't mind if we don't, Tamlin said, biting his lip as he watched Lucian lick his own wrist. That's not true. <laughs> Lucian laughed. I want you to come, Tamlin. I want you to come all over my hand and my face and everywhere else. I want you to make a mess and scream my name and beg for me to fuck you harder and faster. Tamlin moaned. Oh, pressing his hips closer. Please, he begged. Please, Lucian, I need you to torch me. I need to feel your fingers on me. All right, Lucian sighed, sliding his hand between Tamlin's legs. Just uh, be quiet. There might be others around. He released a, a relieved breath when he realized there was nobody else in the room. Fuck, uh, you're dripping, uh, he muttered, dipping his head under Tamlin's balls and licking them. You like that, don't you? Tamlin teased, holding his breath. Mm, Lucian hummed. I should probably stop. If anyone walks in, they might hear us. And I don't want people to think I'm gay. No, moaned Tamlin. Don't stop. Please, don't tease me anymore. You know I can't stand by enticed. 
I'm sorry, Lucian said, shaking his head. I don't want to hurt you. I just... Stop talking and stop touching me, Tamlin ordered. Yes, sir, Lucian breathed. Anything you say, boss. Anything you want, I'll give you. Make me come, Tamlin demanded. Yes, sir, Lucian whispered, licking Tamlin's balls once more before taking him in his mouth. Tamlin cried out, oh, grabbing fistfuls of Lucian's hair as he came, feeling the cool air hit his overheated flesh. He shuddered and shook, then gasped as Lucian licked up the rest of his cum. Lucian grinned, licking his lips clean. You taste delicious, he purred. Thank you, Tamlin sighed. You taste good, too. Lucian giggled. I always have liked my men tasty. Only women get to call me sweet, Tamlin corrected, or pretty. Fine, Lucian replied, raising an eyebrow. But I'm allowed to say you taste good. Fair enough, Tamlin chuckled. I just wish you'd said something sooner. I wanted to, Lucian admitted. I just didn't want you to hate me for it. I wanted to be sure you felt the same way. I do, Tamlin said, grinning. But you can tell me any time you want. You're very enthusiastic, aren't you? The first time was pretty rough. You liked it, Lucian said calmly. But I could adjust. They had sex again later that night, this time more gentle and slow than the first. Lucian pressed his forehead against Tamlin's breathing and the strong scent of cinnamon. If you want to do it again tonight, all you have to say is the word, he whispered. I love you, he whispers into Lucian's mouth. Lucian pulls back. What? I love you. Tamlin repeats, his heart hammering in his chest. Lucian stares at him. You're kidding. No, Tamlin shakes his head. No, no, me not. I've loved you since we were 11, since before that even. Lucian blinks rapidly, very clearly stunned. Then he reaches up and runs a gentle finger down Tamlin's cheek. Are you sure? Lucian sighs. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. Let's just forget this conversation ever happened. No, Tamlin says, stepping forward. He draws a finger up to meet Lucian's chest and then sensually traces it down to top to the top of his pants. Slowly, he brings his eyes up to meet Lucian's and licks his lips. That's not going to happen. Oh, shit, Lucian breathes. He steps closer. Are you serious? Tamlin shrugs. Why wouldn't I be? Because I could destroy anyone who tried to steal you away from me, Lucian admits. I'd kill them without hesitation. Ah, no. Tamlin murmurs. They stare at each other for a long moment. I can't believe I'm saying this. Lucian finally grumbles. But I'm I'm glad you're here. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer... Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Featuring Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski. Amaratha was no fool, Reese said. His face dark. She did not touch these creatures or disturb the wood. For years, I tried to find ways to manipulate her to make that foolish mistake, but she never bought it. And now we're disturbing her for a mere test. He chuckled, the sound bouncing off the gray stone strewn across the forest floor like scattered marbles. Cassie tried to convince me last night not to take you. I thought he might even punch me. Why? I barely even know him. Who knows? With Cassie, he's probably more interested in fucking you than protecting you. You're a pig. You could, you know. Reese said, holding up the branch of a scrawny beach for me to slip under. If you needed to move on in a physical sense, I'm sure Cassian would be more than happy to oblige. It felt like a test in and of itself. And it pissed me off enough that I crooned. Well, then you tell him to come to my room tonight. If you survive this test. I paused atop a little lichen-crusted rock. You seem pleased by the idea that I won't. Quite the opposite, fear. He prowled to where I stood on the stone. I was almost eye-level with him. The forest even went quieter, the trees seeming to lean closer, as if to catch every word. I let Cassian know you're open to his advances. Good, I said. <laughs> A bit of hollowed-out air pushed against me. Whoa. Like a flicker of night. That power along my bones. And blood stirred at an answer. I made a jump off the stone. But he gripped my chin. The movement too fast to detect. His words were lethal caress, as he said. Did you enjoy the sight of me kneeling before you? Pussy first is how I like it. <laughs> I knew he could hear my heart as it ratcheted into a thunderous beat. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. I gave him a hateful little smirk anyway, yanking my chin out of his touch and leaping off the stone. Hmm. I might have aimed for his feet, and nope. he might have shifted out of the way Whoa. just enough to avoid it. Hey. Isn't that what all you males are good for anyway? Ooh. But the words were tight, near breathless. Yeah. Isn't that all you males are good for anyway? <laughs> his answering smile evoked Ugh. silken sheets and jasmine-scented breezes at midnight. Better believe that's what I'm good for. Come on my belly! <laughs> Featuring Danny Tamborelli and Jeremy Ballon. I was reading in bed 
listening to the merry chatter of the toasty birch fire across the room, when I turned the page of my book and a piece of paper fell out. I took one look at the cream stationery and the handwriting and sat up straight. On it, Rysand had written, I might be a shameless flirt, but at least I don't have a horrible temper. You should come tend to my wounds from our squabble in the snow. I'm bruised all over thanks to you. Something clicked against the nightstand, and a pen rolled across the polished mahogany. Hissing, <sighs> I snatched it up and scribbled. Go lick your wounds and leave me be. The paper vanished. It was gone for a while, far longer than it should have taken to write a few words that appeared on the paper when it returned. I'd much rather you licked my wounds for me. My heart pounded. My heart pounded faster and faster, and a strange sort of rush went through my veins as I read the sentence again and again. A challenge. I clamped my lips shut to keep from smiling as I wrote. Lick you where exactly? The paper vanished before I'd ever completed the final mark. His reply was a long time coming. Then, wherever you want to lick me, Friar, I'd start with everywhere, but I can choose if necessary. I wrote back, let's hope my licking is better than yours. I remember how horrible you were at it under the mountain. Lie. <laughs> He'd licked away my tears when I'd been a moment away from shattering. Had come to patch me up a few times, but no one risked quite so much in keeping me not only alive, but as mentally intact as I could be, considering the circumstances. Just as he'd been doing these past few weeks, taunting and teasing me to keep the hollowness at bay, just as he was doing now. I was under duress, his next note read. If you want, I'd be more than happy to prove you wrong. I've been told I'm very, very good at licking. I clenched my knees together and wrote back, Good night. A heartbeat later, his note said, Try not to moan too loudly when you dream about me. I need my beauty rest. I got up, chucked the letter in the burbling fire, and gave it a vulgar gesture. I could have sworn laughter rumbled down the hall. Featuring Amber Nelson and Emily Fleming. I gave him a few smiles, and he handed over a family heirloom. I bet he'd give me the keys to his territory if I showed up wearing those undergarments. Someone thinks mighty highly of herself. Why shouldn't I? You seem to have difficulty not staring at me day and night. There it was, a kernel of truth and a question. Am I supposed to deny? He drawled. But something sparkled in those eyes. That I find you attractive. You've never said it. I've told you many times and quite frequently how attractive I find you. I shrugged, even as I thought all of those times when I dismissed them as teasing compliments. Nothing more. Well, maybe you should do a, a better job of it. The gleam in his eyes turned into something predatory. A thrill went through me as he braced his powerful arms on the table and purred. Is that a challenge, Feyre? 
I held the predator's gaze, the gaze of the most powerful man in Prithian. Is it? His pupils flared. Gone was the quiet sadness, the isolated guilt, only that lethal focus on me, on my mouth, on the bob of my throat. As I tried to keep my breathing even, he said, slow and soft, why don't we go down to that store right now, Farah, so you can try on those lacy little things so I can help you pick which one to send to Tarquin. My toes curled inside my fleece-lined slippers. Such a dangerous line we walked together. The ice-kissed night, wind rustled our hair. But Ray's gaze cut skyward. In a heartbeat later, Asriel shot from the clouds like a spear of darkness. I wasn't sure whether I should be relieved or not, but I left before Asriel could land. As soon as I entered the dimness of the stairwell, the heat rushed from me, leaving a sick, cold feeling in my stomach. I could almost see what could have happened. The shop ladies would have been polite, a bit nervous, mm -hmm. given us some privacy as Ray sat on the settee in the back of the shop while I went behind the curtained off chamber to try on that red lace set I'd eyed thrice now. And when I emerged, mustering more bravado than I felt, Ray's would have looked me up and down thrice, and he would have kept staring at me as he informed the shop ladies that the store was closed and they should all come back tomorrow. Okay, and I don't really want to. We'd leave the tab on the counter. Okay. I would have stood there naked, save for the scraps of red lace, while we listened to the quick, discreet sounds of them closing up and leaving. And he would have looked at me the entire time, at my breasts, visible through the lace, at the plane of my stomach, now fully looking less starved and taunt and the sweep of my hips and thighs between them. And then he would have met my gaze again and crooked a finger with a single murmur. Come here. And I would have walked to him, aware of every step, as I last stopped in front of where he sat, between his legs. His hands would have slid to my waist, the calluses scraping my skin. Then he'd have hugged me a bit closer before leaving in to brush to... Then he would have tugged me in a bit closer before leaning in to brush a kiss to my navel, his tongue. I swore as I slammed into the post of the stairwell landing, and I blinked, blinked as the world returned, and I realized. I glared at the eye tattooed in my hand and hissed both with my tongue, that silent voice within the bond itself. Prick! In the back of my mind, a sensual male voice chuckled with midnight laughter. <laughs> this is so silly. I know, I know. Featuring Brooks Whelan and Nick Turner. Well, well, he said to no one in particular. Looks like you're... All on time for once. Raising his head as he continued kneeling, Cassian gave Reese a half grin, the High Lord's commander incarnate, eager to do his bloodletting. Reese's boots stopped in my line of sight. His fingers were icy on my chin as he lifted my face. The entire room still on the floor watched, but this was the role he needed me to play, to be a distraction and novelty. Reese's lips curved upward. Welcome to my home, fake hearsebreaker. I lowered my eyes, my coal-thick lashes tickling my cheek. He clicked his tongue, his grip on my chin tightening. Everyone noticed the push of his fingers, the predatory angle of his head, as he said, 
Come with me. A tug on my chin and I rose to my feet. Reese dragged his eyes over me and I wondered if it wasn't entirely for show as they glazed a bit. He led me the few steps onto the dais, to the throne. He sat, smiling faintly at his monstrous court. He owned every inch of the throne. These people. And with a tug on my waist, he perched me on his lap. The High Lord's whore, who I'd become under the mountain. Who the world expected me to be. The dangerous new pet that Moore's father would now seek to feel out. Reese's hand slid along my bare waist, the other running down my exposed thigh, cold. His hands were so cold I almost yelped. But he must have felt the silent flinch. A heartbeat later, his hands had warmed. His thumb, curving around the inside of my thigh, gave a slow, long stroke as if to say, Sorry. Reese indeed leaned in to bring his mouth near my ear, well aware his subjects had not risen from the floor, as if they had once done so before they were bidden long ago and had learned the consequences. Reese, Reesant, that's a different character, whispered to me, his other hand now stroking a bare skin of my ribs in lazy, indolent circles. Try to not let that go to your head. I knew they could all hear it. So did he. I stared at their bowed heads, my heart hammering, but said with midnight smoothness, What? Reese's breath caressed my ear, the twin to the breath he'd brushed against it merely an hour ago in the skies. That every male in here is contemplating what they'd be willing to give up in order to get that pretty, red mouth of yours on them. I waited for the blush, the shyness to creep in. But I was beautiful. I was strong. I had survived, triumphed, as more had survived in this horrible poisoned house. So I smiled a bit, the first smile of my new mask. Let them see that pretty red mouth and my white straight teeth. His hand slid higher up my thigh, the proprietary touch of a male who knew he owned someone, body and soul. He'd apologized and advanced for it, for this game, these roles we'd have to play. But I leaned into that touch, leaned back into his hand, leaned back into his hard, warm body. I was pressed so closely against him that I could feel the deep rumble of his voice as he at last said to his court, Rise! As one they did, I smirked at some of them gloriously bored and infinitely amused. Reese brushed a knuckle along the inside of my knee and every nerve in my body narrowed to that touch. Go play, he said to them all. They obeyed. The crowd dispersing, music striking up from a distant corner. Kier, Reese said, his voice cutting through the room like lightning on a storming night. But it was from Azrael that Kier cringed, from the sight of the truth teller. One day I realized Azriel would use that blade on Moore's father and take a long, long while to carve him up. You had a lot more words. <laughs> Featuring Meatwad, Master Shake, and Carl. Hello, fellow men. Um, I am the representative of one of the men attached to last podcast on the left and LPN in general. I'm just one of these. I'm trapped in this body and I identify as such. Um, I have two other extremely brave men here. We have David Willis and we have Dana Snyder, two of the hallmarks of alternative entertainment. You guys have ever you guys all know. 
And I just been you guys know I'm the husband of the main thrust of this show. And it has been brought to me to sell to these two men how they must do this section of erotica that we've all been forced to do. Oh. And I don't I don't know if you what's the tenderest thing that you guys have ever said to each other. Have you ever said I love you to each other? <laughs> <laughs> you say, what's up? Um, so I'm now going to press you on camera. If you could do some of your famous voices, you do famous Ooh. voices. Isn't that fun? Right. That you do them. Would you do them for this reading? Would you sacrifice the lore of your characters for this reading? Always. It's a bit of a stretch because uh, I think me would say, uh, I can't rub. Yes, I know. I know it breaks. It does break his childhood innocence. But I thank you both. I thank you both. And now I'm going to step back because I'm thankfully not involved in this. So now it is. It's your turn. Rapport. Reese said, stroking a knuckle down my ribs. He gave a dismissive nod to Cassie and Mar and Asriel, and the trio faded away into the crowd. Within a heartbeat. Asriel had vanished into shadows and was gone. Kier didn't even turn. Before Reese, Kier was nothing more than a sullen child. Yet I knew more as father was older. Far older. The steward clung to power, it seemed. Reese was power. Greetings, my lord. Kier said, his deep voice polished smooth. And greetings to your guest. Reese's hand flattened on my thigh as he angled his head to look at me. She's quite lovely, isn't she? Indeed, Kier said, lowering his eyes. There is little to report, my lord. All has been quiet since your last visit. No one for me to punish? A cat playing with his food. Unless you'd like for me to select someone here. No, my lord. Reese clicked his tongue. He again surveyed me, then leaned to tug my earlobe with his teeth and damn me to hell. But I leaned further back as his teeth pressed down at the same moment. His thumb drifted high on the side of my thigh, sweeping across sensitive skin in a long, luxurious touch. My body went loose and tight, and my breathing. Cauldron, dare me again. The scent of him, the citrus and the sea, the power roiling off him. My breathing hitched a bit. I knew he noticed, knew he felt that shift in me. His fingers stilled on my leg. Kier began mentioning people I didn't know in the court, bland reports on marriages and alliances, blood feuds, and Reese let him talk. His thumb stroked again, this time joined with his pointer finger. A dull roaring was filling my ears, drowning out everything but that touch on the inside of my leg. The music was throbbing, ancient, wild, and people ground against each other to it. His eyes on the steward, Reese made vague nods every now and then, while his fingers continued their slow, steady stroking on my thighs, rising higher with every pass. People were watching. Even as they drank and ate, even as some danced in small circles, people were watching. I was sitting in his lap, his own personal plaything, his every touch visible to them. And yet, 
It might as well have been only the two of us. Kia listed the expenses and costs of running the court, and Reese gave another vague nod. This time, this time, his nose brushed the spot between my neck and shoulder, followed by a passing graze of his mouth. My breast tightened, becoming full and heavy, aching, aching like what was now pooling in my core. Heat filled my face, my blood. But Kier said at last, as if his own self-control slipped the leash. I had heard the rumors, and I didn't quite believe them. His gaze settled on me, on my breasts, peeked through the folds of my dress, of my legs spread wider than they'd been minutes before, and Reese's hand in dangerous territory. But it seems true. Hamlin's pet is now owned by another master. You should see how I make your bed, Reese murmured, nudging my neck with his nose. Kier clasped his hand behind his back. I assume you brought her to make a statement? You know everything I do is a statement. Of course. This one, it seems, you enjoy putting in cobwebs and pounds. Reese's hand paused, and I sat straighter at the tone, the disgust. And I said to Kier in a voice that belonged to another woman, Perhaps I'll put a leash on you. Reese's approval tapped against my mental shield, the hand at my ribs now making lazy circles. He doesn't draw a plan, he mused onto my shoulder. He jerked his chin towards the steward. Give her some wine. Your command. No politeness. Kier stiffened, but strode off. Reese didn't dare break from his mask. But the light kiss he pressed beneath my ear told me enough. Apology and gratitude. And more apologies. He didn't like this any more than I did. And yet to get what we needed, to buy Asriel time, he'd do it. And so would I. I'm going to look, let's read the page where they do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's read the page with the penetration. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's the problem. They always say it's going to happen in the next book. They wait. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. They keep you, yes. they keep you wanting more. Book 12. That's very good. Just the tip. <laughs> What's happening in this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing happens. They're just touching and playing and twisting and turning and putting a finger on a die and nothing happened. Romance. It's called romance. romance. <laughs> Featuring Henry Zabrowski and Fernando Perez Leon. I wondered then, with his hands between my breasts and between my legs, what Reese wouldn't give of himself. I wondered if perhaps the arrogance and swagger, if they masked a male who had perhaps thought he wasn't worth very much at all. A new song began like dripping honey and edged into a swift moving wind, punctuating with driving relentless drums. I twisted, steadying his face. There was nothing warm in his eyes, nothing of the friend I'd made. I opened my shield just enough to let him in. What? His voice floated into my mind. I reached down the bond between us, caressing that wall of ebony adamant. That small sliver cracked just for me, 
And I said into it, You are good, Reese. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you underneath it. His hands tightened on me. And his hands held mine. And his eyes held mine as he leaned forward to brush his mouth against my cheek. It was answer enough and an unleashing. I leaned a bit more against him, my legs widening ever so slightly. Why is that? I said into his mind, into him. A. It reverberated against me. He struck my ribs again and timed the beat to the music. Rubbing my thighs, rubbing my thighs, up my gooch, in my gooch. His thumb rising nearly high enough to graze the underside of my breasts. I let my head drop back against his shoulder. I let go, part of me that heard their words. Whore, whore, whore. Let go of the part that said those words alongside them. Traitor, liar, her. And I just became. I became the music and the drums and the wild duck thing in the high lord's name. In the high lord's arms. His eyes were wholly glazed and not with power or rage. Something red hot and edged with glittering darkness exploded in my mind. I dragged a hand down his thigh, feeling the hidden warrior's strength there. Dragged it back up against his long, in a long idle stroke. Needing to touch him, feel him. I was going to catch fire and burn. I was going to start burning right there. Easy. He said with wicked amusement through the open sliver in my shield. If you become a living candle, poor Kier will throw a hissy fit, and then you'd ruin the party for everyone. Yeah, that sounds bad or sexy. Or good. Nice. Sexy. Because the fire would let them all know I wasn't normal. No doubt Kier would inform his most, his almost allies in the Autumn Court. One of these monsters would. Reshifted his hips, rubbing against me with enough pressure over that for a second. <gasps> I didn't care about Kier. Or the Autumn Court. Or what Azrael might be doing right now to steal the orb. I've been so cold, so lonely for so long. My body cried out of the contact with the joy being touched and held and alive. And the hand that had been on my waist slid slowly across my abdomen. <laughs> hooking the low-slung belt there. And I rested my head between his shoulder and neck, staring at the crowd as they stared at me, savoring every place where Reese and I connected and wanting more, 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 and more of it. At last, my blood began to boil when Reese skimmed the underside of my breast with his knuckles. I looked to where I knew Kier was watching, watching us, my wine forgotten in his hand. We both did. Featuring Holden McNeely and M.J. Neffel. The steward was staring unabashedly as he leaned against the wall, unsure whether to interrupt, half terrified to. We were his distraction. We were the sleight of hand while Az stole the orb. I knew Reese or whatever his stupid name is was ho still holding Kier's gaze because that's a name. As the tip of his tongue slid up my cheek, I arched my back, eyes heavy-lidded, breathing uneven. Uh, 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 uh. I'd burn and burn and burn. I think he's so disgusted that he might have given me the orb just to get out of here. That's a phrase to say, I guess. Reese said in my mind, that other hand drifting dangerously south. But there was such a growing ache there, and I wore nothing beneath that would conceal the damning evidence if he slid his hand a fraction higher into my pussy. <laughs> you and I put on a good show. 
I said back. The person who said that, husky and sultry, I'd never heard that voice come out of me before, even in my mind. His hand slid to my upper thigh, fingers curving in. I ground against him, trying to shift those hands away from what he'd learn to find him hard against my backside. Ew. Every <laughs> thought eddied from my head. Only a thrill of power remained as I writhed along the, that impressive length. Rise let out a low, rough laugh. I think it might be about a seven-incher. <laughs> here, just watched and watched and watched. Rigid, horrified, stuck here until Rise released him and not thinking twice about why or where the spy master had gone. Oh, the spy master. Wow. So I turned around again, meeting Ryzen's now blazing eyes and then licking up the column of his throat. Wind and sea and citrus and sweat, it almost undid me. I faced forward and Rise dragged his mouth along the back of my neck, right over my spine, just as I shifted against the hardness pushing into me, insistent and dominating, precisely as his hand slid a bit too high on my inner thigh. I felt the predatory focus go right to the slickness he'd felt there, proof of my traitorous body, his arms tightening around me and my face burned perhaps a bit from shame, but... Rise since my focus, my fire slip. It's fine, he said, but the mental voice sounded breathless. It means nothing. It's just your body reacting. Because you're so irresistible? My attempt to deflect sounded strained, even in my mind, but... <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> Probably for my benefit. We danced around and teased and taunted each other for months. But maybe it was my body's reaction. Maybe it was his body's reaction. But the taste of him threatened to destroy me, consume me, and another male. I'd had another male's hands all over me when Tamlin and I were barely... Ah! Uh, Featuring Holden McNeely and MJ Neffel. I stared into the dark, listening to that icy rain, trying to steal the warmth from him. You're shivering so hard, the bed is shaking, he said. My hair is wet, I said. It wasn't a lie. Reese was silent. I'm going to choose to say it like Matthew Reese. Yeah, well, it's from the Americans. It's so dumb. And Perry Mason. Reese was silent. Then the mattress (laughs) groaned, sinking directly behind me as his warmth poured over me. No expectations, he said. J- just body heat. <laughs> I scowled at the laughter in his voice, but his broad hand slid under and over me, one flattening against my stomach and tugging me against the hard warmth of him. He's so hard. The other sliding <laughs> under my ribs and my arm and arms to band around my chest, pressing his front into me. He tangled his legs with mine, and then a heavier, warmer darkness settled over us, smelling of citrus in the sea. Yeah, what does he have, an exoskeleton? I've never <laughs> heard of this type very of hard, hardness. Hard everywhere. I lifted a hand towards <laughs> a the darkness and, and met with a soft, silky material. His wing, oh, he is maybe a bug, uh, cocooning and warming me. <laughs> I traced my finger along it, and he shuddered, his arms tightening around me. 
Is this just a story about a bunch of bugs? <laughs> Your finger is very cold. He gritted out the words hot on my neck. <laughs> I tried not to smile, even as I tilted my neck a bit more, hoping the heat of his breath might caress it again. I dragged my finger along his wing, the nail scraping gently against the smooth surface. Reese tensed his hand and splaying across my stomach. You cruel, wicked thing. He purred, his nose grazing the exposed bit of neck I'd arched beneath him. Didn't anyone ever teach you manners? I never knew Illyrians were such sensitive <laughs> babies, I said, sliding another <laughs> finger down the inside of his wing. Something hard had pushed against my behind. Why are you going to say behind in the middle of a smut? Uh, heat <laughs> flooded me and I went taut and loose all at once. I stroked his wing again, two fingers now, and he switched against my backside in time with the caress. The fingers he'd spread over my stomach began to make idle, lazy strokes. He swirled one around my navel and I inched imperceptibly closer, grinding up against him, arching a bit more to give that other hand access to my breasts. Greedy. <laughs> he murmured, his lips hovering over my neck. First you terrorize me with your cold hands. Now you want, what is it that you want, fair, from this big old bug that's I? <laughs> more, more, man. more, I almost begged him as his fingers yeah. try. I sure hope it that the law fucked. office people I am recording get, this in are loving this. Uh, you gotta get bug slit. <laughs> there are people doing real work right outside my door <laughs> while I record this. His fingers slipped down the slope of my breasts while his other hand continued it, I, its idle stroking along my stomach, my abdomen slowly, so slowly, heading towards the low band of my pants and the building ache beneath it. Reese, Reason's hand scraped, Reason's teeth scraped against my neck in a lazy caress. What is it you want, fairy, fairy, <laughs> What I'm butching it up purpose, Faru. <laughs> he nipped at my earlobe. I cried out dog? just a little, arching fully against him as if I could get that hand to slip exactly where I wanted it. I knew what he wanted me to say. I wouldn't give it him the satisfaction of it. Not yet. So I said, I want a distraction. It was breathless. I want fun. His body again tensed behind mine, and I wondered if he somehow didn't see it for the lie that it was, if he thought that was all I wanted, but his hands resumed their roaming. Then allow me the pleasure of distracting you. He slipped a hand beneath the top of my sweater, diving clean under my shirt. Skin to skin, the calluses of his hands made me groan as they scraped the top of my breast and circled around my peaked nipple. I love these. Uh, uh, <laughs> he breathed onto my neck, his hands sliding to my other breast. You have no idea how much I love these. Uh, 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 I, I groaned uh, uh. as he caressed a knuckle against my nipple, and I bowed into the touch, silently begging him. He was hard as granite behind me, and I ground against him, God. eliciting a soft... Go to a doctor, man. It was man. so sexy to grind on granite, eliciting a soft, <laughs> wicked hiss from him. Stop that. Uh. He snarled onto my skin. 
You ruined my fun. Me, mine. Ooh, I wish there was milk in your breasts. Go on. I would do no such thing. I began twisting, reaching for him, needing to just feel him. But he clicked his tongue and pushed himself harder against me until there was no room for my hand to even slide in. I want to touch you first. He said, his voice so guttural I barely recognized it. Just let me touch you. He palmed my breast for emphasis. It was enough of a broken plea that I paused, yielding as his other hand trailed lazy lines on my stomach. I can't breathe when I look at you. Let me touch you. Because I was jealous and pissed off. Yeah, she's mine. I shut out the thoughts, the bits and pieces he'd given me. Reese slid his finger along the band of my pants again. A cat playing with its dinner. Do the bug man. Do, 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 do the bug man. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Featuring Amber Nelson and Emily Fleming. I slid my arms around his shoulders, opening my mouth to him, and his tongue slipped in, caressing my own. Mate, my mate. He hardened against me, and I groaned into his mouth. The sound snapped whatever leash he'd had on himself, and Rissand scooped me up in a smooth movement before laying me flat on the table, amongst and on top of all the paints. He deepened the kiss, and I wrapped my legs around his back, hooking him close. He tore his lips from my mouth to my neck, where he dragged his teeth and tongue down my skin, and his hands slid under my sweater and went up. This fairy is wearing a sweater? (laughs) Okay. Up. 
up to the cup of my breasts. I arched into the touched and lifted my arms as he peeled away my sweater in one easy motion. Reese pulled back to survey me, my body naked from the waist up, paint soaked into my hair, my arms, but all I could think of was his mouth as it lowered to my breast and sucked his tongue flicking against my nipple. <laughs> Sorry. I plunged my fingers into his hair, and he braced a hand beside my head, smack atop a palette of paint. <laughs> what the fuck is with this paint, you guys? <laughs> I'm okay. Hang on, I'm into it. Paint. Sm <laughs> it's Natalie gonna. Okay, no, I'm good. <sighs> Smack of top of palette of paint. He let out a low laugh. <laughs> and I watched breathless as he took that hand and traced a circle around my breast, then lower until he painted a downward arrow beneath my belly button. Least you forget where this is going to end, he said. I snarled at him, a silent order, and then he laughed again, <laughs> his mouth finding my other breast. I mean, it's like... Did my mom write this? It's literally right next to the other fucking breast. Anyway, he ground his hips against me, teasing, teasing me horribly that I had to touch him, had to just feel more of him. There was paint all over my hands, my arms, but I didn't care as I grabbed all his clothes. He shifted enough to let me remove them, weapons and leather thudding to the ground, revealing that beautifully tattooed body, the powerful muscles and wings now peeking above them. My mate, my mate. His mouth crashed into mine, his bare skin so warm against my own, and I gripped his face, smearing paint there, too. What kind of pain is this? That's my thing. It, as if it's outdoor oil-based deck stain or something. That's fucked. Anyway, I'm hoping it's acrylic for the, for the point of this. Hang on, where am I? Uh, okay. Smearing in his hair until great streaks of blue and red, green ran through it. His hands found my waist, and I bucked my hips off the table to help him remove my socks, my leggings. Okay, the fairy has socks and leggings. You know they stink. This is a millennial fairy. Just saying. I don't know this story, but I'm just going to, you know... I'm going to make a call there. Uh, <laughs> Reese pulled back again, and I let out a bark of protest that choked off into a gasp as he gripped my thighs and yanked me to the edge of the table. Through paints and brushes and cups of water, hooked my legs over his shoulders and rest on either side of those beautiful wings and knelt before me. Knelt on those stars and mountains inked on his knees, he would bow for no one and nothing but his mate, his equal. The first lick of Rysen's tongue set me on fire. I want you splayed out on the table like my own personal feast. 
He growled. <laughs> His approval at my moan, my taste, and unleashed himself on me entirely. Are you okay, Amber? No, it's making me really uncomfortable. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> do you want to take another growl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Grr. I'm a man, girl. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Fuck. Do another one. Grr. No, do a new one. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Hand pinning my hips to the table, he worked me in great sweeping strokes. And when his tongue slid inside me, I reached up to grip the edge of the table, to grip the edge of the world that I was very near to falling off. He licked and kissed his way to the apex of my thighs, just as his fingers replaced where his mouth had been, pumping inside me as he sucked his teeth, scraping ever so lightly. I bowed off the table as my climax shattered through me, splintering my consciousness into a million pieces. He kept licking me, fingers still moving. Reese, I gasped. Now I wanted him. Now! But he remained kneeling, feasting on me that had been pinning me to the table. I went over the edge again, and only when I was trembling, half sobbing, limp with pleasure, did Reese rise from the floor. Wow. Wow, I know. What's that like? Featuring Brooks Whelan and Nick Turner. He looked me over, naked, covered in paint, his own face and body smeared with it, and gave me a slow, satisfied, male smile. You're mine, he snarled, and hefted me up into his arms. I wanted him to just take me against the wall, but he carried me into the room I'd been using and set me down on the bed with a heartbreaking gentleness, wholly naked. I watched as he unbuttoned his pants, and the considerable length of him sprang free. My mouth went dry at the sight of it. I wanted him, wanted every glorious inch of him in me, wanted to claw at him until our souls were forged together. He didn't say anything as he came over to me, wings tucked in tight. He'd never gone to bed with a female while his wings were out, but I was his mate. He would yield only for me, and I wanted to touch him. I leaned up, reaching over his shoulder to caress the powerful curve of his wing. Reese shuddered, and I watched his cock twitch. Play later, he ground out, indeed. His mouth found mine, the kiss open and deep, a clash of tongues and teeth. He lay me down on the pillows, and I locked my legs around his back, careful of his wings. Though I stopped caring as he nudged at my entrance and paused. Play later, I snarled into his mouth. Reese laughed in a way that skittered along my bones and slid in and in and in. I could hardly breathe, hardly think beyond where our bodies were joined. He stilled inside me, letting me adjust, and I opened my eyes to find him staring down at me. Say it again, he murmured. I knew what he meant. You're mine, I breathed. Reese pulled out and thrust back in slow. So, torturously slow. You're mine, 
I gasped out. Again, he pulled out and thrust in. You're mine! Again, faster, deeper this time. I felt it in the bond between us, like an unbreakable chain, like an undimmable ray of light. With each pounding stroke, the bond glowed clearer and brighter and stronger. You're mine, I whispered, dragging my hands through his hair, down his back, across his wings. My friend through many dangers, my lover who had healed my broken and weary soul, my mate who had waited for me against all hope, despite all odds. I moved my hips in time with his. He kissed me over and over, and both of our faces turned damp. Every inch of me burned and tightened, and my control slipped entirely as he whispered, I love you. Release tore through my body, and he pounded into me hard and fast, drawing out my pleasure until I felt and saw and smelled that bond between us, until our scents merged, and I was his, and he was mine, and we were beginning and middle and end. We were a song that had been sung from the very first ember of the light of the world. Reese roared as he came, slamming it into the hilt. Outside, the mountains trembled, the remaining snow rushing from them in a cascade of glittering white, only to be swallowed up in the waiting night below. Featuring Danny Tamborelli and Jeremy Ballin. I moaned at the taste of him, and he opened his mouth for me, letting me brush my tongue against his, scrape it against his teeth. Everything he was had been laid before me. One final question. I wanted it all. I gripped his shoulders, guiding him onto the bed, and when he lay flat on his back, I saw the flash of protest at the pinned wings. But I crooned, Illyrian, baby and ran my hands down his muscled abdomen further. He stopped objecting. He was enormous in my hand. So, i got to stop. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he was enormous in my hand, so hard yet so silken that I just ran a finger down him in wonder. He hissed. Cock twist. Whoa. He hissed. Cock twitching as I brushed my thumb over the tip. I smirked as I did it again. He reached for me, but I froze him with a look. My turn, I told him. Reese gave him a lazy, male smile before he settled back, tucking a hand behind his head, waiting. Cocky bastard. So I leaned down and put my mouth on him. He jerked at the contact with a barked, Shit! And I laughed around him, even as I took it deeper into my mouth. His hands were now fisted in the sheets, white-knuckled as I slid my tongue over him, grazing slightly with my teeth. His groan was fire to my blood. Ugh. Gross. Honestly, I was surprised he waited the full minute before interrupting me. Pouncing was a better word for what Reese did. One second he was in my mouth, my tongue flicking over the broad head of him. The next, his hands were on my waist and I was being flipped onto my front. He nudged my legs apart with his knees, spreading me as he gripped my hips, tugging them up before he was sheathed himself deep in me with a single stroke. I moaned into the pillow at every glorious edge of him, rising onto the forearms and my fingers grappled under the sheets. Reese pulled out and plunged back in, eternity exploding around me in an instant, and I thought I might break apart from not being able to get enough of him. Look at you. He murmured after he moved in and kissed the length of my spine. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the visuals are horrible. I managed to rise up enough to see where we were joined. 
to see the sunlight shimmer off me against the rippling night of him, merging and blending, enriching. And the sight of it wrecked me so thoroughly that I climaxed with his name on my lips. Reese hauled me up against him, one hand cupping my breast, as the other rolled and stroked that bundle of nerves between my legs. And I couldn't tell him where one climax ended and the second one began, as he thrust in again and again, his lips on my neck and on my ear. I could die from this, I decided, from wanting him, from the pleasure of being with him. Reese barked my name. Fire. Thrusting his hips up. Stars wheeled as he slammed deep. I think the light pouring out of me might have been starlight, or maybe my own vision fractured as release barreled into me again and Reese found his... Fire! 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 As he spilled himself into me. When we were done, I remained atop him, fingertips digging into his chest and marveled at him. At us. He tugged on my wet hair. We'll have to find a way to put a damper on that light. I can keep the shadows hidden easily enough. Ah, but you only lose control of those when you're pissed. And since I have every intention of making you as happy as a person can be, I have a feeling we'll need to learn to control that wondrous glow. Always thinking. Always calculating. Reese kissed the corner of my mouth. You have no idea how many things I've thought up when it comes to you. I remember mention of a wall. His laugh was a central promise. <laughs> Next time, Fire, I'll fuck you against the wall. Hard enough to make the pictures fall off. Reese barked a laugh. <laughs> Show me again what you can do with that wicked mouth. I obliged him. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> oh, boy. What a Tuesday. What a Tuesday. Featuring Kara Clank and Amber Nelson. I let my towel drop to the carpet. Let him look me over as I put a hand on his chest, his heart raging beneath my palm. Ready for ravishing. My words didn't come out with the swagger I'd intended. Not when Reese's answering smile was a dark, cruel thing. I hardly know where to begin. So many possibilities. He lifted a finger and my breath came hard and fast as he idly circled one of my breasts and then the other. In the ever-tightening rings, I could start here, he murmured. I clenched my thighs together. He noted the movement, that dark smile growing, and just before his finger reached the tip of my breast, just before he gave me what I was about to beg for, his finger slid upward to my chest, to my neck, to my chin, right to my mouth. I couldn't help myself from closing my lips around him, from flicking my tongue around the pad of his finger. But Reese withdrew his finger with a soft groan, making a downward path along my neck, chest, straight over my nipple. He paused there, flicking it once more, and then smoothed his thumb over the small hurt. Hurt. I was shaking now, barely able to keep standing as his finger continued past my breast. He drew patterns on my stomach, scanning my face as he purred. Or... I couldn't think beyond that single finger, that one point of contact as he drifted lower and lower to where I wanted him. Or I managed to breathe. His head dipped, hair sliding over his brow as he watched. We both watched his broad finger venture down. Or I could start here. He said, the words guttural and raw. I didn't care. Not as he dragged that finger down the center of me. Not as he circled that spot light and taunting. Here would be nice, he observed, his breathing uneven. Or maybe even 
Here. He finished and plunged that finger inside me. I groaned, gripping his arms, nails digging into the muscles beneath, muscles that shifted as he pumped his finger once, twice, then slid it out and drawled, brows rising. Well, where shall I begin, fairy darling? I could barely form words, thoughts, but I'd had enough of playing, so I took that infernal hand of his guiding it to my heart and placed it there, half over the curve of my breast. I met his hooded gaze as I spoke the words that I knew would be his undoing in that little game. The words that were rising up in me with every breath. You're mine. It snapped the tether he'd kept on himself. His clothes vanished, all of them, and his mouth angled over my own. It wasn't a gentle kiss, wasn't soft or searching. It was a claiming, wild and unchecked. It was an unleashing, and the taste of him, the heat of him, the demanding stroke of his tongue against my own, home. I was home. Featuring Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski. My hands shot into his hair, pulling him closer as I answered each of his searing kisses with my own, unable to get enough, unable to touch and feel enough of him. Mm-hmm. Skin to skin, Reese nudged me towards the bed, his hands kneading my rear as I ran my own over the velvet softness of him, over every hard plane and ripple. His beautiful, mighty wings tore from his back, splaying wide before neatly tucking in. Yep. My thighs hit the bed behind us, and Reese paused, trembling, giving me time to reconsider, even now. My heart strained, but I pulled my mouth from his, held his gaze as I lowered myself under the white sheets and inched back. Mm. Further and further onto the bed, until I was bare before him. Until I took in the considerable, proud length of him, Mm. and my core tightened in answer. Reese, I breathed, his name a plea on my tongue. His wings flared, chest heaving as stars sparked in his eyes. It was the longing there, beneath the desire, beneath the need. It was the longing in those beautiful eyes that made me glance to the mountains tattooed on his knees. Yep, look at him. The insignia of this court, our court. The promise that he would kneel for no one and nothing but his crown and me. Yep. Mine. He was mine. I sent the thought down the bond. Mm. No playing, no delaying. I wanted him on me, in me. I needed to feel him, hold him, share breath with him. Mm. He heard the edge of desperation, felt it through the mating bond flowing between us. His eyes did not leave mine as he prowled over me, every movement graceful as a stalking plane's cat. Yes, very much so. Interlacing our fingers, his breathing uneven. Reese used a knee to nudge my legs apart and settle between them. Let me get in there. Carefully, lovingly, he laid our joined hands beside my head as he guided himself into me and whispered in my ear. You're mine too. At the first nudge of him, I surged forward to claim his mouth. I dragged my tongue over his teeth, swallowing his groan of pleasure as my hips rolled in gentle thrusts, and he pushed in and in and in. Home. This was home. Gross. 
And when Reese was seated to the hilt, when he paused to let me adjust to the fullness of him, I thought I might explode in a moonlight and flame, thought I might die from the sheer force of what swept through me. My pants were edged with sobs as I dug my fingers into his back, and Reese withdrew slightly to study my face, to read what was there. Never again! He promised as he pulled out, then thrust back in with excruciating slowness. He kissed my brow, my temple. My darling Pharaoh! Beyond words, I moved my hips, urging him deeper, harder. Reese obliged me. I'll with, get in there. With every moment, every shared breath, every whispered endearment and moan, that mating bond I'd hidden so far inside myself grew brighter, clearer. And when it again shone as brilliantly as adamant, my release cascaded through me. There you go. Leaving my skin glowing like a newborn star in its wake. Just like a newborn star in its wake. At the sight of it, right as I dragged my finger down the sensitive inside of his wing, Reese shouted my name. Feyre! And found his pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Kara Clank and Amber Nelson. Will it ever stop? He mused, more to himself than me, as another finger joined the one sliding in and out of me with taunting, indolent strokes. Wanting you, every hour, every breath. I don't think I can stand a thousand years of this. My hips moved with him, driving him deeper. Think of how my productivity will plummet. I growled something at him that was likely not very romantic, and he chuckled, slipping out both fingers. I made a little whining noise of protest, until his mouth replaced where his fingers had been, his hands gripping my hips to raise me up, to lend him better access as he feasted on me. I groaned, the sounds muffled by the pillow, and he only delved deeper, taunting and teasing with every stroke. A low moan broke from me, my hips rolling. Reese's grip on them tightened, holding me still for his ministrations. I never got to take you in the library, he said, dragging his tongue right up my center. We'll have to remedy that. Reese, his name was a plea on my lips, mm. was all he said, a rumble of the sound against me. I panted, hands fisting in the sheets. <laughs> his hands drifted from my hips at last, and I breathed his name in thanks and relief and anticipation of him at last giving me what I wanted. But his mouth closed around the bundle of nerves at the apex of my thighs, while his hand, he went right to that damn spot at the inner edge of my left wing and stroked lightly. My climax tore through me with a hoarse cry, sending me soaring out of my body. And when the shuddering ripples and starlight faded, a bone-weary exhaustion settled over me, permanent and unending as the mating bond between us. Reese curled up into bed behind me, tucking my wings in so he could fold against me. That was a fun experiment. He murmured into my ear. I could feel him against my backside, hard and ready. But when I made to reach for him, Reese's arms only tightened around me. Sleep, fairy, he told me. So I laid a hand on his forearm, savoring the corded strength beneath, and nestled my head back against his chest. I wish I had days to spend with you, like this, I managed to say as my eyelids drooped. Just me and you. We will, 
he kissed my hair. We will. Scene. Oh my gosh. I'm horny now. Horny. Husband Edition, featuring Henry Zabrowski and Jeff Adams. Reese's answering smile was lovely and just a bit wicked. I believe my little lessons help. Yes, Reese is the greatest lover a female can hope for, is undoubtedly how I learned to read. I was only trying to tell you what you now know. My blood heated a bit. Hmm, was all I said, pulling a book towards me. I'll take that, hmm, as a challenge. His hand slid down my thigh and cupped my knee, his thumb brushing along its side. Even through my leathers, the heat of him seeped to my very bones. Maybe I'll haul you between the stacks and see how quiet you can be. Hmm. I flipped through the pages, not seeing any of the text. His hand began a lethal, taunting exploration of my thigh, his fingers grazing along the sensitive inside, higher and higher. He leaned in to drag a book towards himself, but whispered into my ear, Or maybe I'll spread you out on this desk and lick you until you scream loud enough to wake whatever's at the bottom of the library. I whipped my head toward him. His eyes were glazed, almost sleepy. I was fully committed to that plan, I said, even as his hand stopped very, very close to the apex of my thighs until you brought in that thing down below. A feline smile. He held my stare as his tongue brushed his bottom lip. My breasts tightened beneath my shirt, and his gaze dropped, watching. I would have thought. He mused. That our bout this morning would be enough to tide you over until tonight. His hand slid between my legs, brazenly cupping me, his thumb pushing down on an aching spot, and a low groan slipped from me. My cheeks heated in his wake. Apparently, I didn't do a good enough job seating you, sating you, if you're so easily riled after a few hours. Prick, I breathed, but the word was ragged. His thumb pressed down harder, circling roughly. Wrist leaned in again, kissing my neck, that place right under my ear, and he said against my skin. Let's see what names you call me when my head is between your legs, Feyre, darling. And then he was gone. <laughs> He'd winnowed away half the books with him. I started mild body forward and cold, dizzy and disoriented. Where the hell are you? I scanned around me, and I found nothing but shadow and merry flame and books. If you're sitting next to me, the last thing on my mind is reading dusty old books, especially when you're in all that tight leather. Pig. Two hours of work. He promised me, turning back to the table and flaring his wings, a veritable screen to block my view of him and his view of me. Then we can play. Nice. Hell yeah. Featuring Adam Newman and Jason Sines. By the time he returned, I only knew I'd fallen asleep thanks to the hand he put on my shoulder. Out, he said, but lifted me himself, toweled me off, and led me to the bed. He lay me down belly first, and I noted the oils and balms he'd set there, the faint odor of rosemary, and 
something I was too tired to notice but smelled lovely floating to me. His hands gleamed as he applied generous amounts to his palms, and then his hands were on me. My groan was about as undignified as they came as he needed the aching muscles of my back. The sore areas drew out rather pathetic-sounding whimpers, but he rubbed them gently, until the tension was a dull ache rather than sharp, blinding pain. And then he started on my wings. Relief and ecstasy. I forgot there were wings. Relief and ecstasy as muscles eased and those sensitive areas were lovingly, tauntingly grazed over. My toes curled, and just as he reached the sensitive spot that had my stomach clenching, his hands slid to my calves. He began a slow progression, higher and higher, up my thighs, teasing strokes between them that left me panting through my nose, rising up until he got to my backside, where his massaging was equally professional and sinful, and then up, up my lower back, to my wings. <laughs> his touch turned different, exploring, broad strokes and feather light ones, arches and swirls and direct searing lines. My core heated, turning molten, and I bit down on my lip as he lightly scraped a fingernail so close to that inner sensitive spot. Too bad you're so sore from training. Reese mused, making idle, lazy circles. I could only manage a garbled strand of words that were both plea and insult. He leaned in, his breath warming the space of skin between my wings. <laughs> sorry, I thought like what a taint would be if it's between, you know, all right, I'm sorry. I don't need to. I don't even mean to apologize. Did I ever tell you that you have the dirtiest mouth I've ever heard? I muttered words that only offered more proof of that claim. He chuckled and skimmed the edge of that sensitive spot right as his other hand slid between my legs. Brazenly, I lifted my hips in silent demand. Uh, but he just circled with a finger as lazy as a strokes alongside my wing. He kissed my spine. How shall I make love to you tonight? Fera darling. I writhed, rubbing against the folds of the blankets beneath me, desperate for any sort of friction as he dangled me over that edge. So impatient. He purred, and that finger glided into me. I moaned, the sensation too much, too consuming, with his hand between my legs and the other stroking closer and closer to that spot on my wing, a predator circling prey. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.